Fresno Nightcrawler sighting in Cuba. Last week a friend and I went to Cuba for vacation. We were on the Playa Ancon coast. It was New Year's Day, around 3 a.m. when it happened. After a night of drinking and dancing we decided to go to the beach for a little bit. It was nearly pitch black outside, and we were just walking around on the shore talking and looking at the stars. Suddenly my friend calls my name and tells me to look down the shore. What we saw, was a radiantly glowing white figure, about 300 meters away. It had long legs and a head. I immediately thought of the Fresno Nightcrawler, though at the time I didn't know what it was called, we nicknamed it the Ocean Alien. My friend said that before I had seen it, it was just standing there, and for a moment it looked as though it had stepped into the water, submerged completely, and then stepped back onto the beach. We stared at it for a couple moments, and then it started taking slow steps towards us. We both got so scared we booked it back to our hotel room without looking back. We were both rattled so we didn't sleep for most of the night. The next few days of our trip we asked guests and employees at our hotel, we even went to the city closest to our hotel and asked a bunch of locals, and nobody knew what we were talking about or could provide any possible explanations for what we saw. We even went back to the beach a few other nights around the same time but never saw it again. Unfortunately we were both so frightened by the ocean alien, neither of us thought to take our phones out and take any photos or video. Does anybody have any idea of what it could have been? I've done some research about Cuban folklore and cryptid sightings and haven't found anything even remotely similar. Strange back spider creature spotted in Canada. Okay so this is the first time I've posted about this in any sub, I'll keep this post short because there isn't much to this story. I live on the west coast of British Columbia in Canada, about midway up the coast. I was driving my girlfriend back to her granddad's house two towns over from mine, about a 2.5 hour drive on the highways, I had driven her home and spent the day visiting her family. This town she is from is right on the coast, it's a port city. Not super important but point is that I spent the day there and was now getting ready to drive back home. About 25 to 30 minutes into the drive, I'm on the highway that runs parallel to the mouth of the river on one side, and the CN tracks on the other, so it goes rail on my left, the road I'm on, then the sort of mini channel where the river ends. I'm driving, it's getting dark, but I'm not tired or drowsy at all. There is a few rest stops along the road on my right, on the river bank. I need to piss so I start slowing down at the first one and some thing scurries across the road. And that's almost all that happened. It was four-legged, at least from what I saw, black. Like black black. Like the unnaturally dark. No texture or anything to it almost like a void of light or color in the shape this thing was. It ran out of the bush, over the rails, I was going slow enough that wind and highway noise was gone, and I heard it, sounded like metal tapping as it ran over the ballast and rail. Then the sound of if you took a rod or rebar and stabbed it into the ground. Then metal again as it ran in front of me, across the road. Its body was shaped like how people describe a UFO. A almost flat disc shape like an oval stretched out with the legs protruding from the front and back. It had no features, no eyes, no face, no mouth, that I could see I didn't see the bottom or front much. It ran across the road, 
limbs stretching out as it ran. Then it ran into the rest area and over the bank and I'm guessing into the river. I kept driving. I didn't piss until I got home two hours later. I've tried searching this this up online but I've never had any luck. If anyone can help me figure out what I saw, it's Reddit probably. When I get off work today I will draw a picture for you guys to see in case my description isn't good enough. And this thing was big. I mean like the size of a VW Beetle. Big and fast. Edit 1, my girlfriend says it may have been a ghost or a skinwalker. But I've never heard of any skinwalkers around here. When dingoes yes but I don't know. She's half native so maybe I'll ask her grandmother about some local native myths. I live in the country. Small town in South Carolina. We have 40 acres and one of that is cleared which is where the house is. I'm going to give the layout of my yard first. The house has woods on three sides of it and the road in the front. My yard is a basic square. The woods go up to the road on both sides of my yard. On the right side of the backyard is a street light the electric company put up so it's not pitch black. It lights up pretty much the whole yard except for one area on the left side. We have an open shed on the left side of the yard and it does not have walls, just a roof. We keep some equipment in it. Right past this shed is where the light doesn't go. Anyway I'm outside on my back deck a lot and I have learned to distinguish different animals that I hear walking through the woods because they will walk into the yard. I kinda made a game out of trying to figure out what was walking. Obviously if it didn't come in the yard, I wouldn't know what it was. But after listening to the animals for years, I learned what was moving around. Most common visitors are rabbits, foxes, deer, opossum, and the occasional coyote. They all sound different walking in the woods. The woods have game trails and I know where most of them are near my yard. You can't really walk freely through the woods because off of the game trails there are these god-awful vines everywhere. These vines have thorns, big thorns. If you want to go somewhere off the game trails, you have to take something to cut the vines with. One night I'm sitting on the back deck and I hear something really big in the woods to my right. I have never heard anything like this. It was moving at pretty good pace. Not a full-on run but more like a fast walk. I could tell this thing was huge. I could hear the pound of its footsteps. On top of the heavy footsteps, it was breaking branches left and right. I didn't think it was on a game trail because of the breaking of the branches. The game trails don't really have a lot branches crossing over them unless they are high up. None of the game trails parallel the wood line. They are more horizontal going deep in the woods. This thing was moving parallel to my yard line. My heart starts racing. I'm like WTF is this. This thing travels down to the right side, then turns and travels in the woods in front of my deck and starts coming up the left side of the woods. My deck is a lot closer to woods on the left side than the right side. All the branches just popping constantly. I'm really scared at this time but of course I didn't go back in the house. I wanted to know what this was. So this thing stops in the woods over by the shed where I couldn't see it. Anywhere else in the yard I could have seen it, but no it has to come out in my blind spot. I knew it had stepped into the yard, I could hear the heavy footsteps but not the crunch of pine straw anymore. When this thing stepped into the yard, 
I could hear the the heavy breathing. Then it made like a very loud exhale slash growl type noise. That's when I said oh hell no and ran inside. That noise it made was awful. It was only about 30 from me. I ran inside and jumped in the bed with my husband. That is probably the most scared I have ever been. The next day I went over to where I knew it had come out of the woods. I didn't see any prints but I saw a lot of torn branches and some of those vines pulled out of the ground. I didn't go very far in the woods to investigate, I was still on edge from the night before. To this day, I don't have a clue what it was. We don't have bears here. I think the closest bears are about two hours away. It could have been a wild boar. If it was, it had to be the size of Hogzilla. Usually you know if you have those around and I have never seen any around here nor damage that they are known for. The only thing I know for sure is that it was really really heavy. I say heavy because of the pounding footsteps. It had to have some serious weight to it. About three months before this happened, my son and my nephew had gone to the pond to fish. It's about one quarter of mile from the house. They were 10 and 12. We were outside doing a family cookout and all of a sudden I hear my son hollering mom, mom. So I take off in the direction of the pond with my sister behind me. I thought maybe someone was hurt. We meet up with them and you could tell they were scared. My son tells me they saw something white step out of the woods. My son was shaking. He said mom it looked kinda like a man but it wasn't a man. They wouldn't even come with the adults to go back and get their fishing rods and tackle boxes. We did some investigating because if there was a man, he was trespassing, but we didn't find anything. I know kids can make up stuff up, but faking that kind of fear is hard to do. I don't know if the two incidents are re- Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Related. But they were both really creepy. Southeast Kansas, in between Coffeyville, Independence, and Liberty, there's a large patch of pastures and forest. I've swore up and down to many people and they just shake their heads, there's a whistler or some type of skinwalker-like entity that stalks that area. We were lost on those back roads one night with no phone-slash-GPS-slash-moon so we couldn't find our direction. I just know the general area. I myself am very into the legends of Native American lore, it was me driving, and my two friends in the back, stone cold sober as we could be. I start to tell them about all the legends of the Osage slash other Indians. I kid you not, 
I say to them and there's usually a whistle when there's something nearby. I get this overwhelming feeling to stop the car which I did. Then goes a three-part whistle, that sounded much like a pan flute, I've lived here all my life, the trees or wind doesn't make sound like that, when we hear this I say why the f am I hearing whistling, my friend's brother starts to cry and yells at me to go, and which I do, but again, I get the feeling to stop less than a one quarter mile up the road, due to me thinking my tire went flat, I get out check my front passenger tire, it's fine, and then I hear fast and heavy bipedal running through an elevated field. I get in my car and we just dip, no sightings or anything, but then my friend's brother who has no idea, thinks he's being controlled by some entity, and quite literally tries to attack me too, and I say don't kill me. Thinking he had Wendigo psychosis or something. I have researched the birds and animals for the past two years trying to figure out, what made that sound, I cannot and I'm majoring in wildlife biology, so I have the books and lore. I also have a property nearby, and I, and multiple of my friends who were not there that night have heard the exact whistle, as well as me hearing my mom's cough and my voice being called slash whispered. I do not do drugs or alcohol. I cannot explain this. Please help or something this has been on my mind for years. I do not go out there alone anymore, not every time, but I do hear the voices and whistles. Using a throwaway since I don't really know where to put this but this might be the right sub for it. My father once told me a scary story. I should note that we were not camping or doing anything that could have prompted a scary story, and this is the only scary story my father has ever told me. He told me it seemingly at random out of the blue one day, which I found weird. To put it simply, he's always been a distant person, and not to knock him or anything, but he's not really a creative, storyteller type of guy. He's very blunt and rational and realistic. Anyway, an abridged version of it was as follows, a young boy of about 10 is walking to his friend's house. He has to cut across a field and go through a small patch of woods to take a shortcut. As he's walking he hears wet footsteps behind him slapping at the ground. He speeds up and so does the sound of the footsteps. He starts to run, and so do the footsteps. The boy runs and runs till he gets out of the woods and since he thinks he's being chased, he jumps over a fence to try to put distance between himself and whoever is chasing him. After he gets over the fence he turns around to see who's following him. What he sees is a man with a head the size of a baseball. The man has the same proportions in every way, it's just that his head is extremely tiny. He places his hands on the fence before turning around and going back to the woods, which scares the boy for life, and he never takes that shortcut again. Now after this story ended I felt freaked out by the image, I suppose because it was such an odd choice to make the monster of a scary story. Why not a cryptid or a ghost or something? Some years later I asked my dad about that story and he told me he made it up. I remember thinking it was odd how he even remembered the story I was talking about, because again, if it was just something he made up years ago for no reason why would he remember telling it to me? And once again, my dad is not the type to just make up stories and tell them as a form of entertainment for kids. He's just a very stoic man. The reason it has stuck with me is because I remember reading some things on Reddit about encounters with people in the woods who had strange proportions on their faces. 
not deformities, just wrong sizes of features, like being too big or too small for their face. In a way, I wonder if this experience actually happened to my dad and he wanted to confess to someone, yet he couldn't just talk about it so he decided to pretend it was a scary story for a kid. Because that's also the kind of man he is, one who does not have deep emotional talks with anyone. He keeps a lot of things to himself. So my question is, is there a cultural phenomenon of this sort of thing? A name? People with wrong proportions that are definitely not just deformities? I saw a thunderbird. My friend will lives off this highway somewhat deep into the woods. It doesn't take much time to get to his house, but there's pretty thick woods surrounding his house and neighborhood. We were driving home from his house around 11 PM and my friends in the front seat saw this strange creature cross the road. They said it had a capybara slash human-like face, a very long neck, no tail or ears. It walked like an ape. It looked like a human trying to walk on all fours. They also said it had no really defining features and seemed to be disproportionate and unnatural looking in general, and that it had human-like legs. They did not see the feet. It did not have much fur but the fur there was kind of like a short hair dog. It had a large hunchback like it could stand up and walk normally at any second. My friend will also actually saw a creature of the same description a few years ago. I've been trying to find an animal that it might be but my friends keep saying that it's not it. I've looked into some popular cryptids like the Wendigo and crawlers, but those didn't seem right. It had animal features, but also some very human-like features. If anybody can offer any information as to what this could be, I would love to know. About three or four years ago, I was driving from York, Nebraska going north on US 81, it's very early in the morning, maybe 2 or 3 a.m. without another car in sight. I remember the moon being bright and how the surrounding fields were illuminated well, considering there weren't any lights along the road. I'm somewhere around the Stromsburg area, knee-high cornfields on either side of me with the occasional grove of trees scattered along the way. I momentarily take my eyes off the road to see a large white figure in the distance, standing in the field a few yards from the roadside. I slow down a bit, curious because I've traveled this road several times by this point without encountering anything before now, and as I near I see a huge white dog of some kind, just standing there, watching my car as I approach it. I'm mystified and get goosebumps seeing this ghostly looking animal illuminated by the moonlight at an ungodly hour, wondering whose giant ass dog is roaming around in the dark this close to a highway. Normally I would stop to see if I can find a collar and tag on a dog without an owner, but this dog is not one I would want to mess with if it wasn't friendly. I take my eyes off the animal and back onto the road as I finally pass it, but when I look back I can't see it anywhere. At the time I didn't think anything of it, but looking back, the dog had been big enough to stand above the crops so if it was still in the corn I would have seen it, with an open highway and no trees close by there weren't many places it could have hid. It's Nebraska, so at the time I was sure it was just a dog, or maybe some guy's wolf dog or something, but certainly not a wild wolf. I've since learned about skinwalkers, and though we do have native territories all throughout most of Nebraska, as far as I know skinwalkers are a Navajo-specific legend. Plus, 
Being a Nebraskan for many years, the thought of the paranormal juxtaposed against cornfields is hard for me to believe. I've had three strange or scary encounters with huge white dogs in my lifetime, all coincidental and twice out of nowhere, so regardless it's still a strange encounter in my life. If anyone has information on regional native folklore, cryptids that sound similar, or have had a similar encounter I would love to hear from you. Alright. My mom and stepdad have a Bigfoot story. We live in Illinois. The I&M Canal has a towpath that runs for many miles across several towns. They were heading home at around 2 a.m. in the middle of the woods on the towpath on a snowmobile. They saw something walk up from the canal and start to chase them. It started to catch up and my mom says the most memorable thing was the smell. She says it smelled like death. It apparently chased them for quite a while and almost caught up before slowing down and then pulling away. Neither of them has gone out there at night since and that was 20 years ago. A few months later they were at a local bar and some lady was talking about being an author and working on a piece about Bigfoot. Apparently there's been a lot of people who claim to have seen it in the area but don't want to sound crazy so they don't talk about it. My mom, sister and I were on my our way to a baseball game of mine during my junior year of high school. This was in northern New York so spring got a little chilly at times. The main road we took stretched about 35 miles and was nothing but corn fields and tree lines. We hit a stretch of the road that was super foggy for no reason so my mom slowed down to a proper speed. We finally reached the end of the fog and we all looked to the left to see where we were. About 50 yards from the road was a man and woman in what appeared to be wedding clothing from at least 100 years ago, man wearing a big top hat and the woman wearing a very old looking white dress, holding hands with their backs to us walking towards the wood line. We drove past and I just remember the silence in the car until my mom said what the F was that? Till this day whenever we are together and one of us tells the story we all get goosebumps. When I was younger, probably around 12, my family had rented out a lodge near a lake for a reunion. It was lakefront with a massive forest area beside it wrapping around the lake. One day there was a terrible storm and the power went out, once the rain had calmed down some of us went outside. Me and my cousin and one of my aunts were down near the water, close to the forest area. It had started raining a little bit but nothing crazy, as we were walking back up we all heard a man yelling help from deep in the woods. It was a fairly deep voice. We heard it twice and walked closer, shouting back but never heard anything else. Could have been a coincidence but after reading a lot of these posts it makes me wonder. Well, they were supposed to be my last words. This is the cryptid post I mentioned earlier today and never got around to writing because I'm lazy. When I was 13, I was at my grandmother's house in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. I had brought along two friends, let's call them W and K that area has always been strange, it's located in miles of forest with a ton of deserted building and houses on a dead-end road, leading from an old 1830 cemetery. It was around fall, 
and I had just gotten back from the old swimming hole with my friends where we would catch goldfish and find salamanders, although Kay was scared of them. It was already pretty late, and we extended the night by spending time with my grandparents around a campfire until around midnight. It really was a great night, I was able to roast a marshmallow to a golden brown perfection and I've never had the patience to do so afterwards. But eventually, grandma started to yawn, and my parents headed off to bed, so my friend and I made our way to where we were planning to sleep, an old camper out by the horse barn, beyond the house on the edge of the woods. The camper was crusty as hell, it was clear nobody ever used it. Mouse poop littered the shower floor in the bathroom and a light rain began to fall, leaking through the vents above before we could even close them. It was a short, gentle rain, and we all began to drift off to sleep at around 1am. That's when I heard it, the pittering of feet up where I was sleeping. I was in the pull-out bed that usually would come out over the bed of a truck, and my two friends were at the other end of the camper near the dining table, which converted into two twin-sized beds. Now, for a 13-year-old boy, I was admittedly not a fan of mice. Maybe it's stupid, but at the time it freaked me out. I asked my friends if I could go lay down in the twins with them, and they protested, especially W who was almost asleep, but finally allowed me to slip between them. To escape a small mouse, a more strange danger came. Once again, we were all almost asleep, our eyes heavy with exhaustion at around midnight. My grandmother's horses in the nearby barn began to go crazy, running, slamming into their doors, screaming. We were already a bit scared by this, but it just got worse. From outside, we hear a strange noise. It sounded like a strange grunt, almost bearish, which it would make sense to be a bear, since it was that season where the black bears are active. But I am 99% sure this was no bear. A sensation of frozen fear washed over me. We whispered among ourselves, debating what to do. We were three scared little kids packed in like sardines, all alone in a camper. I tried to text my mom from my old iPhone 4, but we didn't have service. To make things worse, we were completely stranded. Then, we all held our breath. It was just a grunt, surely whatever it was was gone now, right? Probably just a bear passing through. No, we then felt the footsteps thump towards the locked door. The door jiggled. I prayed. We all prayed. The door wouldn't come unlocked. Our little baby minds were going absolutely crazy, all three of us were crying. We didn't know what was outside. Then, it just got worse, there was sniffing at all the windows. The creature began to circle us. The sniffing elevated to rhythmic tapping on the glass panes, which certainly wasn't dripping water because the water was not hitting that side of the trailer. And then, for about 15 minutes, there was nothing. We genuinely thought we were going to die, except W, she was playing Minecraft, but still crying. This was when I took the time to write my last words. Whatever it was gave us a moment of downtime before grunting again and circling, once again tapping on the windows. All of us were petrified in our beds, never looking outside. It shook the camper near the door. I was terrified, the camper rocking lightly on its wheels, the suspension nicely swaying us back and forth. And then, that was it. We waited for hours, waiting for it to come back. It had stayed and circled us for around three to four hours, 
tapping, grunting, going away, and coming back. It wanted us. In the morning, we all dared each other to see who would be first out of the door. I took the fall, trying to prove I was definitely not afraid of strange creatures or mice. I stepped outside to find a singular deep claw mark across the door that was not there before. We were horrified, and booked it back to the house. We convinced my mom to let us leave that day, and I got my grandparents to confirm that the claw mark was not there before. I even let their dogs sniff around nearby, but it was a dead end. The horses were okay, too, despite their insane behavior for three hours the night before. And so, we packed up and left. Six hours later, I'm home, and my friends are at their homes. I crash out immediately, I got no sleep. And then, when I wake up, I have a missed call from my grandmother. In front of the camper door, she had found a mutilated raccoon. It wasn't eaten, but was absolutely ripped to shreds. Usually, a predator will hide or store the prey and keep it together, but this was truly odd. Some background information, Michigan has a big Wendigo population, I have a few friends who have had encounters themselves. Also, this was formerly Native American land where we were camping. Take that how you will, we had permission from the local Native Americans since my grandmother had joined them, and she was very knowledgeable about these things. I never brought the Wendigo thing up to her because I'm scared it'll scare her. When I'm with her, though, we always lock all of the windows and doors. Something strange is out there, and it wasn't the only strange thing I saw on that land. Edit, this is not fiction, I swear it on my life. I write like this because I'm a novelist I have a soft spot for prose, and the note was last edited recently because I was debating getting rid of my friends' names and my personal information, but typed them back in and decided to black it out instead. I had time to type out full sentences in my note because the creature was around for a solid three hours and I wanted to make sure my note was legible. I swear on my life that this story is true, I can get my friends to prove it. My grandmother, grandfather, and mother too. This is not a no sleep story. This is 100% true, I know there's nothing I can do to get you all to believe me on this one, but hey, I put my experience out there. The cornfield is surrounded by thick woods on one side. I'm 17 now but I was 9 when this happened. There was a cornfield by my grandpa's house. The land belonged to my grandpa but he had a deal with the man who planted the corn. We always played hide and seek in the cornfield but we never went farther than 10 to 15 rows in. One night I was outside by my mom's car waiting for everyone else so we could go home. I heard my cousin's voice telling me to play hide and seek with him so I went to the cornfield. To get to the actual field you have to cross a small road. I didn't cross the road but I saw eyes. They were low to the ground and reflecting so I thought it was a stray cat. This thing held out its hand like it wanted me to grab it. The hand was bony and the fingers were really long but human-like. I believe it wanted me to follow it. My mom yelled for me and I ran back to the car. I never told anyone about what I saw. I was afraid my family would think it was another one of my stories since I had an overactive imagination as a kid. To this day I don't know what it was I haven't seen it since but I always feel like someone is watching me whenever I go near the field.
I live in a very big city. I'm not really near any wild areas but near my house there's a university with a huge green spaces that go mostly untouched by people always, and of course some abandoned lots and stuff like that, anyway, not really suburban at all but I am aware that there's more fauna here than one would think, I see some hawks now and then, if you pay attention you can hear bats at night, stuff like that. Anyway so some time ago there was supposed to be this red moon thing, in which due to weather and the time of year the moon would be seen bigger than normal and red, I thought it was pretty cool so I tried to get a photo with my DSLR, I went to my ceiling very late at night, around 2am, I'm messing around with the settings and trying to get the regular moon to be seen and time passes, it's not very chilly night and it's not busy at all, you could hear some of the neighborhood dogs and crickets and stuff like that, now some time had passed and I was just waiting at that point, Suddenly everything goes quiet, like more quiet than normal, enough for me to notice, it kinda put me on alert, then, I heard a scream, like a very loud scream, I thought. Maybe it was a woman screaming it was very very loud, I froze in place, hairs on end, maybe someone was in trouble but, the thing is, it was very long, like there's no way a person could scream that loud for that long, it kinda morphed too, like the sound a horse or a goat would made something like more low-pitched, this went on non-stop for like a minute, super long weird-ass scream. And then it stopped very suddenly, I was kinda freaked and about to move when I heard another one, on a different direction from where I was and not as long, but definitely similar, and then another one still closer and behind me, not like right behind me, but you know, in that direction, all this happened in like 3 minutes. Maybe less, as soon as they stopped the normal night sound resumed, crickets and all that, I went downstairs and decided not to get a picture that day, weird thing is I have dogs and my neighbors also have dogs and they didn't freak put like one would think or anything. Since then only once I heard that again at around 4 to 5 am. Although I only heard one. Now, I know the sounds owls make, the sounds that peacocks make as well as foxes, not that I would expect to see any in my neighborhood, and bobcats and even pumas, they're freaky but I know them, this wasn't it, I believe it's some kind of animal around here but no idea which one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's 3.30 a.m. on Friday night and I wake up. I live in a suburban, middle-class neighborhood. I'm not next to a big city but I'm not really next to total farmland either, I'm just kind of in a basic city. That being said, my backyard faces a road, and on the opposite side of the road is a very big field. I am surrounded by pine trees and temperate trees, it's probably about 45-ish degrees outside. After I wake up I hear a really odd noise. I recorded it on Snapchat and sent it to my boyfriend but I didn't save it, totally regret not saving it. The noise sounded like tires screeching. It was about 3 to 4 seconds long, and happened every 15 to 20 seconds or so for about 15 or 20 minutes. The best thing I can compare it to is tires screeching way thought someone might be doing donuts in the school parking lot a mile away but it sounded just animal-like enough for me to doubt that. And the noise was almost identical each time. It sounded somewhat far in the distance and was kind of echo why, but it was still very pronounced and loud. I spent about 10 minutes trying to look it up, but no bird call or tire sound or anything sounded like it. The closest thing I can think of is a barn owl, but it wasn't nearly as high-pitched and fluctuated more than a barn owl cry. I live in the Northwest USA, but bears slash coyotes slash cougars never come this close to cities. Me and the few other people have explained this to are baffled at what it might be. I really wish I had saved the video so I could post it. I have had horror experience backpacking in the mountains north of Santa Fe, New Mexico. My brother and I got kind of lost and didn't make it to where we wanted to camp by dark. It was quiet for a long time when we suddenly heard this long kind of squeal. It echoed around us and gave me chills. It kept repeating after it started, sometimes it would be more like tires screeching, other times short and choppy almost like talking. Little chirps here a long wail there. 
It was so animal-like but definitely not an elk or any bird I've heard of and so so loud. Just like you described it would happen every 20 to 30 seconds, sometimes as long as a minute between screams. We were like two hours from the car and still thought the trail we were on would lead us to the spot we wanted to make camp at, so my brother just said damn it let's just keep going. The trouble is the trail lead directly to where the sound was coming from, at the top of a ridge. So we tried to circle down the slope and go around the ridge and meet up where the trail should be. We spent an hour scrambling in the dark, getting turned around by rocks and thickets, the whole time that sound just wailing at us, every 30 seconds to a minute. The more regular it was the more comfortable we felt because we figured a strange slash dangerous creature probably wouldn't sit in the same spot for an hour emitting regular sounds, especially not with two idiots maybe only 50 yards away stomping on branches and stumbling and cussing. So we gave up on going around it, found our way back to the trail and just went right toward it. I kind of freaked out again as we got closer, because it was really loud and just so alien sounding. Like right out of a movie. I had also just started watching Stranger Things at the time and the Demogorgon was flashing before my eyes. I had a big stick and my knife out. My brother was playing it cool up until that point but he also took his knife out as we got closer. It was super loud and piercing when we got to the top of the ridge and entered this sort of clearing. We crossed the clearing in the silence between screams, frantically scanning for any sign of anything but there was just rocks and trees and brush. When we heard it again it was behind us, and above us, so we went back and got our flashlights out and started looking for it, not wanting to leave it behind and never find out what the hell it was. Turns out it was two ponderosa pines that had grown into each other and rubbed when the wind blew, the friction making them catch and squeal. We sat and watched them for a bit and it's definitely what it was, you could even put your hand against the trunk and feel the vibrations reverberate down it. It was super cool in one of those moments where you face your fears and it turns out okay. I am an outdoorsman. I'm very experienced in hunting, camping, hiking, and general survival. I'm very familiar and used to wildlife, and I was charged by what I believe was a cryptid called a dogman, it charged me and my cousin, it was not a bear, a bear cannot move how it did, and it was not a normal wolf as they can't comfortably run on two legs whereas what charged us seemed natural at doing. I can elaborate further if you wish. This happened around June or July of 2007 I believe, I was around 17 years old and more cocky then, but still somewhat knowledgeable of the outdoors. My family used to own a cabin in NW Wisconsin, I basically grew up there in the summer, I knew the woods well, but at night it was wise to stay in the cabin or at least by the bonfire by the beach, because of bears, wolves, and cougars. One of the creepiest things was if you were having a bonfire, the tree line was visible from the fire pit and beach, and at night you always felt like you were being watched from that tree line. But during the day the woods always seemed normal, not so creepy, that is until this incident. So this happened somewhere between 1200 to 1400. Me and my cousin were having an airsoft battle, I was in full woodland camo, he was not, I retreated onto the ATV trail into the woods for a tactical advantage and our battle took us about 200 meters into about a third of the way up the trail. 
We had enough at this point and were standing at the edge of a clearing on the trail talking and he was maybe 10 feet from me. When I decided to mess with him, I shushed him and said we're being watched, he froze, then I realized the woods were dead quiet and I got spooked and started scanning the tree line and the other edge of the clearing from left to right when I saw it. Its teeth gave it away, it was panting and staring at my cousin, I don't expect you to believe me, but what I saw was a wolf as big as a black bear, at least 300 pounds, but it wasn't normal, this wolf was on two legs crouching next to tree with its arm grasping the tree, grasping with a clawed hand, it had reddish brown fur. I told my cousin that we have to go and next thing I know he is sprinting and I looked back at Wolfie who had locked on and sprinted a few steps on two feet and then I turned and ran when it looked like Wolfie was dropping to all fours, it charged us and sounded right on our asses barreling through the brush, but for whatever reason let us go when we broke out of the tree line and headed for the cabin. What stuck with me the most was the sheer size, Wolfie appeared to be nearly seven tall when upright and that where it should have had front paws it appeared to have large clawed hands. Now I'm not sure how to explain it away rationally, I have heard wolves will occasionally kind of walk upright but as far as I know they can't sprint on two legs, nor do wolves get that big, and black bears more waddle on two legs. The closest description is silly, a werewolf or dogman. Thank you for reading. I was bushwhacking in Maine when this happened. So I was chugging along, and after about three hours of constant uphill hiking I took a break. I pulled out some snacks and a book, settled down on a nice rock, and saw a really pretty stream with a short waterfall. I wandered over that direction, picking blueberries like it was nobody's business. I came to the stream, washed some of the sweat off, and noticed some small drops of blood on the stones by the bank. They were very shiny still, so they must have been pretty fresh. I also saw that there was a clear trail of drops and a pretty easily defined trail. I grabbed my pack and followed it, noticing that the drops were getting larger and there more of them in some areas. Eventually, I found a spot where all the ferns had been matted down and there was a lot of blood. I decided to GTFO and tell the authorities when I saw them. After another few hours of hiking I was setting up my hammock when I heard a lot of rustling. I turned around and saw a deer with a massive slash mark down its side. It was very weak and could barely stumble along. It got spooked when I turned around, bolted, then collapsed about 600 yards down the hill. I thought noting of it, probably just a bobcat or something. The next morning I found the deer, but all of its organs had been neatly arranged next to the body with a super clean and almost surgical cut down its side. Where the huge scratch mark was. To this day I am not sure if it was just a hunter with some crazy good cleaning skills or something else. Even more disturbing is that nothing touched the surrounding organs, no animal tracks or evidence of nibbling. I don't want to know why or how, but I am still very confused and worried about why nothing was eating the deer, especially after it had been there for several hours. Central Florida Skinwalker. Some context, so I've been seeing this girl for close to a month now and things are going very well between us, we're both into conspiracies, paranormal stuff, spirituality, all that weird interesting stuff. You're going to think I'm crazy. I know I would, I need to tell someone. 
I was living in a single wide mobile home in central Montcalm County, Michigan. It was near a crossroad called Intrican and I just moved down from Tok, Alaska. I was living alone with two cats and I just decorated for Christmas putting up the tree, lights, general stuff like that around the house. I had a big picture window looking out to my wooded backyard with a stream about 100 feet from my trailer. You could see the Christmas tree in the window, it was beautiful it looked just like a Christmas card if you could see it from the woods out and back. You have to understand Ms. Godfrey, I deal in facts at my job and I have an MBA in accounting. It is difficult for me to relate this to anybody. I saw this not only once but three times in that Christmas season. It was about 11 the first night, I was watching the news so it had to be around that time. The picture window was not draped because of the woods, I like to see the stream and the forest out the window. It reminded me of my home back in Alaska. The cats were a little antsy that night, darting back and forth under the tree, looking out the window. I thought there was a deer or a black bear out in the woods it happens more times than not Ms. Godfrey. That is one of the reasons why I rented this trailer. I glanced out the window and there it was. It looked like a wolf and it was right outside the picture window, so much so the snout hit the window. It was watching my cats. It didn't take any notice of me until I walked up to the window. It was looking at me and I was watching the for a lack of a better word wolf. We were staring at each other for about five minutes. It had a canine appearance but was bigger than any dog or wolf I have ever seen. Do you know that 80s movie, The Howling? It looked in the manner of that, if I had to say. There was one difference, though, it did not seem evil or menacing. I'm very confident in saying that it looked like every other animal in the forests. It had a very domestic dog-like appearance. It had dark, matted fur in those eyes Ms. Godfrey. I felt those eyes had lucid thought behind them. It didn't seem malicious and the cats were right by me looking at it. The cats sensed it out in the woods before I saw it. The cats didn't puff up so I don't think it frightened them, but they knew something wasn't quite right. Then the strangest thing happened, it turned around and walked on two legs back to the woods. It was up on its hind legs and didn't drop on all fours. The first thing I thought was, that it must be, kids. I started to think better of it and it was annoying not to know about what I just witnessed. You know what I am talking about, the little thing in the back of your mind saying hold on, what just happened? Well Ms. Godfrey, I was not going to get any sleep that night until I found out more. I got dressed, put on my coat and got the flashlight. There was a moon out and I could see everything till I got to the woods. There was paw prints from the stream to the trailer and back to the stream again. These were huge paw prints not like any wolf or dog and there were only two sets of them, not four. Didn't think about photographing the paw prints or measuring them. They were coming from the stream. I walked up to the picture window, the paw print stopped and I looked up to the window. My cats were watching me from inside the trailer and I noticed the snout print on the window. It dawned on me that I was looking up to see the snout print. There is a dip in my backyard and the trailer was a bit higher than usual. I'm 6 apostrophe 4 and I still had to look up to see the print when I was right outside the window. It was about 7 to 7 and a half feet from the ground to the snout print. It was eerie to know that there was something not quite right out in the woods. The buck and the wolf stops here. It happened again, twice, 
about two weeks later. The only thing I could think, it was using the stream and the flat river for a road, and it was attracted to the Christmas lights in my picture window. It only pressed its snout against the window the first time. The other times, it stopped about 15 to 20 feet from the trailer, a good 70 to 75 feet from the woods. There was snow on the ground and it was a crisp, clear winter's night. All three times. All three times the Christmas lights were on, blinking slowly. When I was pretty new to hunting, my brother and I were up in this sort of open-ended, horseshoe-shaped canyon up in the mountains hunting elk, with bows. We both had radios so we could talk to each other. Right around the bottom of the horseshoe, the foliage opened up and I could see my brother right down below me, about a hundred yards down the canyon. I kept an eye on him so I could match his pace, kept walking forward, when I saw something exiting the foliage that he just exited. I didn't have binoculars, but I did have my rangefinder, which has a small zoomed-in ability. I take it out, look at the thing. It's a cougar, down in a stalking stance, following my brother. I get on the radio and tell him not to move, there's a cougar behind him and it knows he's there. So he just stops dead in his tracks, didn't even use the radio. It felt like I was watching that thing for forever before it turned around and left. It's terrifying that those things are so silent. Like, it was so quiet on that mountain, all you hear is your footsteps in the snow and maybe a little wind. My brother had no idea he was right behind him. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is just an odd thing that happened once. I haven't thought much about it. My parents owned some land that was primarily wooded and most of my childhood friends lived on similar properties so it was pretty common for us to go out into the woods for long walks. On one particular day, I was out with a friend, we were both around 11 or 12, and we got lost. I had been lost back there before but we were super lost on this day. I wasn't supposed to go over the ridge because that was basically the cutoff to the property line. We decided to walk around in the general area but not exactly cross. Usually, if I got lost in that area, I could just follow a creek slash creek bed back down and get home really easily. I guess we must have walked too far along the ridge and ended up on the other side of the hill. The weird thing about all this is that we were gone for hours, my parents later said that they were about to call the cops when we finally showed up, about 5 or 6 hours after walking into the woods. We knew we were lost and were trying to get back when we noticed this sort of rumbling sound. We decided that maybe it was a road or someone's property and we could try to get home by either walking along the road and using someone's phone to call my parents. Instead we found a river. 
I absolutely panicked because I knew that my house wasn't anywhere near a river so I had to be miles away. In my panic, I turned to just run in the other way, my friend went to stop me since running in a panic while you're lost is a really bad idea. When she went to stop me, we nearly stumbled into a large snake. At that point, we both panicked and ran. I don't know how but we somehow made it back in what seemed like about 5 minutes of running. How could we have been lost for hours and yet ended up back in only 5 minutes? What was weird and kind of scary was that I asked my dad how far away we were from a river. He said it was about 10 miles. When I told him what happened, he said that it must have been a creek. But I remember it so clearly and this was a pretty wide river, with a current that created a loud enough sound that we heard it from a distance away. I had never thought too much about how weird the whole experience was until I read Missing 411. Now I'm a little creeped out about how lost we got in an area that was so familiar to us and how we seemed to travel such distances in vastly different amounts of time. Based on that book though, I guess it's just good that we didn't wander out while there was a storm coming in. When I was 13 we lived in the middle of a valley in the backwoods, on the Arkansas-Oklahoma line. I loved to go walking through the woods and usually didn't even think about being scared however there were times when for no reason, out of the blue, I would suddenly be terrified, every hair on my body would stand up, and my mind would be screaming at me. You do not need to be here. I would turn and run home, didn't matter how far, fear is an amazing thing. Nothing was going to stop me and there was nothing I wasn't able to jump on my way home. Then one night, I was sleeping in the camping trailer with my sister and a friend, my brother and his friends had my bedroom in the house, and we were all going to the amusement park the next day. Well after a couple hours, my sister go mad at my friend and me, so she was going to go in the house, she opened the door, but it only opened halfway before it slammed back shut. We thought that my dad and brother were out there trying to scare us, so we waited but nothing happened. Later on when we decided to go to bed, we drew straws and I got stuck on the table bed. I sat down on it, and I could hear something breathing outside of the window. The top of the window, and you could just tell it wasn't human. I started back across the camper, saying I'm not sleeping there, when the entire 24-foot camping trailer started rolling back and forth. Not pushed like you would imagine if a bear had its paws on it, and pushing it, but it would literally roll three or four feet, then be pulled back, again and again. We were screaming, and all ended up on the top bunk where the windows were very tiny. The next morning the camper was over 100 feet out into the field and had come loose from the water slash electric. My dad was livid. Finally convinced him what happened. It was the middle of a hot dry summer so there weren't any real footprints, but you could see through the dry grass where something had come out of the trees, to the trailer and went back up just a few feet from where they came down. Now I don't know what could move the camper like that, but it had to be very strong. I still believe it was Bigfoot. I'm not sure if this would be considered paranormal or not. It just seemed very weird to me. I'm an older woman, I am married and have one daughter who is 11 this happened to both of us at separate times within a two week span. First my story, my husband and I don't share a room because he snores like a chainsaw and I apparently move way too much in my sleep. 
My daughter is autistic and suffers from serious anxiety and more often than not ends up crawling in bed with me. Yes, this is significant to the story. Well, one night she wasn't able to even make it to her own room and crashed with me. I woke up after midnight to a knocking on my window. My room is at the back of the house and my backyard is fenced and the gate is blocked because of my two pooches. I thought at the time I was dreaming. But then there was another knock on the window and I heard my daughter's voice outside my window. Mommy, can you please open the door? I'm locked out. My sliding door doesn't lock. We block it using a metal safety rod. My daughter was sound asleep right beside me. So whoever was outside was not my daughter. I chalked it up to a lucid dream and went back to sleep. A week later, I came home from my late shift. My daughter was sleeping in her own bed. Thankfully, I settle in and fall asleep. A few hours later my daughter comes into my room and crawls in bed with me I wake up and she says mommy why were you knocking on my window and wanting me to come outside I was wide awake immediately and sat up What do you mean Han I have been sleeping for a while I heard you say when you knocked on my window hey rabbit shortened from bunny rabbit the nickname she's had since birth want to come out and play So I came here to see if you were outside I did not tell her that I had heard a similar thing a week prior. Like I said not really scary but extremely weird especially since I'm the only one that calls her rabbit. So it was suggested that I add to my post that I do live in a town with a very large psychiatric facility as well as a maximum security prison. We don't have a bus station, so people who are released with no family join our very large homeless population. I wanted to clarify that it was a creepy encounter with and I don't know what or who it was just generally creepy. Sorry if I broke rules on post I read them but was just off night shift so may not have processed them properly. The black dog is a popular omen seen by many truckers while spending late nights out on the road. The dog appears late at night when the driver starts to drift off to sleep and often is a precursor/warning to a fatal crash. While there are many stories of truckers seeing the dog and snapping back to reality with the sudden rush of adrenaline, there are also a handful of stories where a trucker swerved to avoid the dog resulting in a crash. I had a late night on the road a few months ago after a concert and had to drive back across the state. About an hour and I could feel my eyes getting heavy. regardless of the coffee i was drinking as i drove through an underpass i was able to see a flash of black just out of the corner of my eye i brushed it off as nothing until later the same thing happened on the left side of the road just within the view of my headlights i had read stories about the black dog before and knew i should soon pull off the highway and wait for my caffeine really start working Long story short, in one of my camping trips, I saw something that still raises a lot of questions for me. I was about 9 to 10 years old and I was camping in the Redwood National Park in California. I was woken up by these weird and loud clicking noises coming from outside our tent. I decided to see what it was with my little flashlight. There was a huge, skinny whitish thing outside, in front of one of the tents and doing god knows what. I didn't know what it was and where did it come from. The loud clicking noises were indeed being made by it. Here's how I remember it. It was tall, white, hairless, 
Its back was full of iridescent scales or wings. It walked on four legs but it could stand up like a man. It was flicking these tentacles or feeler thingies like snakes to taste the air, I guess. So what do you think it was? I smoked some devil's lettuce and went to the park for a walk last evening but it was bright yet. For the record, I don't smoke often and I never had hallucinations. I was going through rarely attended pathway, when I heard my cousin calling me from deeper woods. It was perfectly her voice, without any strange vibes. I hurried up and went away from that park as fast as possible looking through my shoulder all the time. Have you ever had experience like mine?